well, well, welcome to the Purple Stuff Podcast. Starring Jay from the Sexy Armpit and Matt from Dinosaur Dracula. Man, I put my Christmas tree up about two weeks ago. Two weeks ago? <laughs> I haven't trimmed it yet. <laughs> so you just have a tree up with nothing on it? It's uh, looking pretty pathetic. <laughs> Is it a uh, real tree or a fake tree? Oh, no, artificial all the way. Oh, that's right. You have like a white silver tree, right? No, no. It, <laughs> it's a green tree. You have a white silver tree and those gold foil doilies that you put out at the same time. <laughs> no, it's a green tree. It's pre-lit because that's the only way to roll nowadays. A pre-lit fake tree? Oh, hell yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> you act like that's sacrilegious or something. Well, if you're a purist like me. Oh, so you have to get a real tree. Well, actually, in my case, you don't get any tree. You just talk <laughs> about Christmas trees online. <laughs> With that said, we are going to be in the Christmas theme this evening. Ah, what's the topic tonight? Tonight, we will be doing part two of our Christmas songs. Oh, is that right? I didn't know that until right now. <laughs> okay, so you're just going to rattle them off off the top of your head. Yeah, totally, totally unplanned. So you could cheat, though, because you have uh, a jukebox right on your website. I have it open right now on mute. <laughs> All right, since you started last time, I'll start this time. Let's do it. Okay, here's my first Christmas song. Number one. So my first pick is Last Christmas from Wham. Excellent. Yeah, I don't know how I didn't... Is it possible that I didn't bring this one up last year? I have no idea how either of us did, because it's one of my favorites of all time as well. Same here. Definite top ten for me of all Christmas songs, for sure. Oh, yeah. This is one of the songs that taught me that Christmas music had like a real pop flavor. It yeah. wasn't just all these cheesy oldies and novelty songs. Yeah, this song was all over the radio, too, back then. I have a piece of trivia for you. Okay, let's do it. I don't know if this is some internet bullshit, but I have read this many, many times over the years, that Last Christmas was originally supposed to be an Easter song called Last Easter. Are you serious? Yeah, and then some <laughs> bigwig convinced George Michael that Christmas was a bigger sell, so he changed literally one word and threw the sleigh bells in. Given your track record... I am not believing what you're saying. No, 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 no. I mean, I might lie to you, but I wouldn't lie to all of them out there. Last Christmas. All right, let's see. Oh, originally last Easter, you son of a bee. Oh, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> preaching gospel here. <laughs> I guess Easter is bigger across the pond because could you imagine that working here? Wow, what a bomb that would have been. Yeah, like the only Easter songs are on like kids' bop albums and they're sung by rabbits. Like we completely dodged a bullet on this change. Oh, thank God. Yeah, and it, and it turned out to be like one of his biggest songs of all time. Yep. 
All right, so wait, do you have more there? Because I have a story for you. Uh, no, I'm, I'm all, I, I got to say, there just wasn't much to say about last Christmas. <laughs> I had two facts. Before I give you my anecdote, did you watch the video for this song? I, I don't think I have, actually. It's an amazing video from that era, and they're going to a ski lodge. Like, it's him, his friends, and Andrew Ridgely, who is the other half of Wham!, Kind of looks like a like TV movie for Who's the Boss? Yeah, Who's the Boss Go Skiing. Right, right. Yeah. It, like a, like a four-part special that they filmed with a different camera. Except it doesn't have Mona! <laughs> well, it's not over yet. <laughs> All right, here's my anecdote. Yeah. <laughs> my father used to make mixtapes of Christmas songs off the radio. He would record songs onto the tape. Yeah. He wanted to get Last Christmas on there so bad because it became this hot song. So he's recording it, and it was toward the end of the tape, and the tape ended in the middle of the song. Oh, that's a bitch. So, yeah, he was really upset, and everybody was mad because we loved the song, and then you, you didn't know when the song was going to get played. It was all a crapshoot. Yeah, it was, you're just waiting for them to play it. Plus, it wasn't And what's on the them. rule? It's a watch pot never boils. It's the same rule applies to waiting for a song to come on the radio. Back then, they did actually have a lot more songs in rotation, whereas now you you hear like the same 20 songs all day over right. and over again. So anyway, <laughs> we were mad and we always just listened to that snippet. I'd say it was like about a minute uh, and 30 seconds or so. Yeah, I mean, and these old 80s synth songs, they barely get into the lyrics before a minute. Yeah, exactly. My dad comes home one day and he says, guys... They made an extended version of this song, and it has new lyrics. So I said, Dad, you heard the lyrics that weren't on the cassette that you made back then. He said, nope, nope, that's not it. There's an extended version with new lyrics. I, I, I'm like, this guy, he's losing his mind already. Yeah. So of course, I'm, I'm researching for this. <laughs> and they released a version with extra extended lyrics. Oh, my God, he wasn't lying. <laughs> he wasn't lying. Oh, this is like the, the, the last minute of a Twilight Zone episode after he like dies in an explosion. I know. I need to call him and tell him, Dad, you were right all this time. Oh, my God. <laughs> can you, maybe we can call him right now. Call him up. Just call him. Tell him now. Up. Should I call him? Yeah, yeah, just do it. All right, let me see. You there? Hey, Dad, you there? Dad? Uh, Mom's on her TV. I can't hear you. Okay. Well, can you hear me now? Yeah. Okay. Do you remember the Wham song, Last Christmas? Yeah, Wham, Last Christmas. Yeah, so do you remember that you told me one time that... They had like extended the song and he had extra lyrics in it. And I said, no, you're full of it. They had an extended version. And I used to hear it on the radio and a DJ would say, uh, we're going to play the extended version. And it lasted a lot longer than the one you normally heard. Yeah, you're right, though, because I finally found out that they added lyrics to it. Uh, well, how do you like that, Jay? <laughs> <laughs> Well, thanks a lot, Jack. I appreciate the fact that you, we got this settled, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but thanks for letting me know. All right. Okay, Dad. All right. Okay, bye-bye. Oh, my God. Now, you know what? You don't have to get me a Christmas present anymore. <laughs> Number two.
make a list? Christmas Day is near. Me and all my fiendish friends have something you should hear. Kids are swell, but ghouls from hell do like Christmas too. So write down everything I say if you know what's good for you. Jason wants a brand new look. His is a disgrace. This time he would like a mask with Robert Redford's face. Freddy wants a manicure. Matt, for my first Christmas song this evening, it's coming from one of your favorite artists. Really? Yeah, that is known only to do Christmas songs. Do you know who that is? Uh, Only to do Christmas songs. Uh, But Bing? Bing Crosby? The Crypt Keeper. The Crypt Keeper, of course. Of course, yeah. So in 1994, the Crypt Keeper did an entire Christmas album called Have Yourself a Scary Little Christmas. (laughs) And the song in question is Christmas Rap. Yes. Now, before you even get into Christmas Rap, can you just like, all right, I don't remember this album from the 90s. You don't, really. I don't. So what was the situation? Was he really that hip and hop? I guess they just said, hey, you know, we're going to capitalize on the popularity of the Crib Keeper. And he said, let's do a Christmas album. <laughs> it's, it's all parody. It was of- his idea. Yes. <laughs> so, and they got the real guy, John. I don't know how you say his last name. John Cassier? Casser? John I K. Know. I think he prefers to be called John K. Right, Johnny K. Johnny K. So he did all kinds of parodies, like We Wish You'd Bury the Misses, Deck the Halls with Parts of Charlie. <laughs> and <laughs> they're all puns, you know? Yeah, and he's like, he's actually singing them. It's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. But I, I remember getting this CD on sale at Party Fair. I don't know if you remember Party Fair. Party Fair. Fair. Yeah. The <laughs> so, CD from Party Fair? Back in the, the mid to late 90s. Like, why would you even be in Party Fair? The thing was, and not to go off on a tangent, but real quick, Party Fair by us was, it was like the local candy store. Because oh, God, they, there's, a, there's a fucking helicopter, like, literally five feet away from my head shit, right now. Yeah. Maybe they're going after those mosquitoes. I don't know. It might be. <laughs> Yeah, so Party Fair by us was, it's almost like the local candy store, and they had that rack of holiday music where, I know you always appreciate those, the background music CDs. Oh yeah, like Drew's Famous. And- Drew's Famous, yeah. So on this rack, they had the Crypt Keeper Christmas album on sale. Anyway, I picked it up. <laughs> At first, I didn't like the album when I was younger. I thought it was the most ridiculous thing in the world. But as I got older, I had such an appreciation for it because some of the lyrics are actually pretty good. So in the Christmas rap, yeah. he's name dropping Jason, Freddie, all these killers like Lizzie Borden, Jack the Ripper. Yeah, he, he, he wasn't afraid to go there. There's one lyric. And if anybody's listening and they're like, oh, my God, this is the dumbest CD or you're going to change your tune because listen to this uh, lyric. Okay. The headless horseman wants a gift. Bet you can't guess what. He's not only lost his head, but now he's lost his butt. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Holy shit. Ridiculous. I need a glass of water. <laughs> Johnny Old Saint Nick. Number three.
And that was the Debbie Gibson version of Sleigh Ride. Sleigh Ride! Sleigh Ride! That's the one. That's the one. It's oh, from yeah. one of those very special Christmas charity albums that yeah. everybody had in the early 90s. I have a feeling we're going to be talking a lot about a very special Christmas. Yeah, I mean, those <laughs> albums were motherfucking good. Yeah, they were. Yeah, it's like, Jesus Christ, it's my whole playlist. I didn't realize it came from this set of ridiculous albums. Yep. So I love this take on Slay Ride. It is just so, like, aggressively happy. And she is so overproduced that it sounds like there are 17 Debbie Gibsons singing the song. Definitely. The whole song, the production was ridiculous. Right. It's like it's an army of Debbie Gibsons <laughs> singing every single word in the song. Yeah. <laughs> I have to be honest. Like, it's not one of my favorite versions of this song. but That's funny because when I picked Sleigh Ride by Debbie Gibson, I was sure I'd be in the majority. <laughs> <laughs> but no i'm telling you so these background singers that they keep doing the sleigh ride thing like sleigh ride you know that whole thing yeah they're rushing that vocal out of their body as if like they're in a studio and they just ran out of studio time and they need right, to just get it right. done. It's totally, it's like they had five minutes left in like double time <laughs> and they go in there and they're just doing it. Yeah. Like they had to record like 500 sleigh rides, like really loudly and just run the hell out of there. Yeah. And as a byproduct of their hurried sleigh ride chorus, Debbie has to sing even faster. <laughs> The whole thing was done on a countdown. That's yeah. what it was. So at that point in her career, I think the bloom was starting to fall off the rose, right? Yeah. And, and you know, she didn't have a long, a long run either. Because I remember when her big albums were out, she had a couple, maybe a couple of years. And that was it. That was like a pretty small shelf life. You know? I don't know. I mean, I feel like uh, if I remember what I was reading correctly, she had a pretty long shelf life. It's just that it peaked early. But she was a working musician. And she probably yeah. still is. I know she was on a couple of reality shows, but I think this yeah, was... You, you can do both. It's not like you have to say, all right, that's it. I'm retired from music. I'm going to do this reality <laughs> show now, and that's well, it. No, I mean, you know, she still appears doing those uh, nostalgia right. tours. not. But no, this one, I don't think it would be on her list of career highlights. It's not like Electric Youth. <laughs> 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 I mean, she had a, she had a perfume named after Electric oh Youth. Oh my god! Holy shit! It almost made myself faint just now. <laughs> See, it's it's funny to me because I feel like you would have been one of those kids who was totally in love with her. Like you had all of the fold out magazine posters and yeah, all that shit. I was in when she had out like out of the blue. She was my girl. So you basically just tossed her aside once she wasn't on the magazine covers. Were you a big Debbie Gibson fan when you were a kid? No, I know nothing about Debbie Gibson except this one song. <laughs> stop. That's true. I mean, I know that she was... Stop. No, 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 it's true. I know that she was popular when I was a kid, but I wasn't into her. Were you more of a Tiffany person? I was a nothing person. I, the, my first CD was the Star Wars soundtrack, and I was like 14. <laughs> but you knew this one, though. I picked up on this song just like two years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got like, you. Oh, shit. This, this got my toe tapping. You were just a late bloomer. Yeah. With, with the uh, Debbie Gibson Christmas. Um, see, see, no, but I really do think this is a great song. Like, there are some Christmas songs that make you really depressed, and then there are the ones that just make you crazy happy. 
Yeah, this and this is, is one, one of the happen. ones that make you just want to be nice to everyone and like help strangers fix their tires. It's just it's that kind of song. <laughs> hey, buddy! I noticed you got a nail in your tire. <laughs> well, lucky you! I just you been listening to Sleigh Ride. <laughs> Let me help you out with that. Feel we're ready the song. <laughs> Number four. Malakalikimaka is a thing to say on a bright Hawaiian Christmas day. That's the island greeting that we send to you from the land where palm trees sway. Here we know that Christmas will be green and bright, the sun to shine by day and all the stars at night. Malakilikimaka is a wise way to say Merry Christmas to you. From 1949, Melikilikimaka. Oh, yeah. In this version, specifically Bing Crosby and the Andrews Sisters, which gained a whole new generation of fans because it appeared in a scene, in a very key scene, in National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Yeah, that it did. So even though it got released to the public in 1950, it gained a whole new legion of fans in December of 1989. And now I feel like it's it's still living off those residuals. Yeah, I mean, Bing is, he died a long time ago, but I'm sure his estate is... Right. Rolling in the dough. Well, I, I mean, I, I hear this song constantly still now, and I know it's because of that movie. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Because before that, it was kind of just like a nonsense song, you know? Right. Like they'll open a whole freaking Christmas music block with this song. We're going to yeah. start strong tonight, kids. <laughs> and the phrase means Merry Christmas in Hawaiian, in case anybody didn't pick up on that. I actually don't. I don't know if I did, but can you walk yeah. me through how to pronounce this again? It's Melik. Melikilikimaka. Kilikimaka. Yeah. Can you see? You did a great job there. Melikilikimaka. Yeah. <laughs> this has been recorded by a lot of different artists over the years, but this one, Matt, is the Silver Tuna. No doubt about it. And I actually didn't realize that there were that many covers of it. Yeah, a lot of covers of yeah, it. Yeah, I just found out today and I'm like, this song? <laughs> but Clark goes off into La La Land while looking out the window in the movie uh, and he starts fantasizing about how glorious it will be once the pool is installed in his backyard. <laughs> That's right. And uh, so the whole family's hanging out by the pool, having a grand old time. The kids are swimming and loving it. But then Cousin Eddie gets onto the diving board with his giant flippers and his beer and then he just dissolves into the hot Mary from the lingerie counter That's at the right. department store. That was the woman who was at the department store earlier showing off the lingerie. Right. And now she's in a red bathing suit on the diving board. It's so funny because, like, I know that's a recurring gag from those movies. It is, yeah. But in that movie, it's so much out of place. <laughs> it is. it's such, like, a family movie. Yeah, she starts peeling the bathing suit off, and just when you think you might get a peek 
<laughs> then like Ruby Sue comes in yeah, and she's Auntie, like, Is Auntie that Santa Claus? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, Ruby Sue. So here's the fun fact for you. You you provided me with that little piece of wham trivia, which I thought was fantastic. Was Melakaliki Maka also an Easter song? No, but this <laughs> <laughs> but but this uh this girl mary you know she was peeling her bathing suit off her name is nicolette scorsese i don't think she i don't think she's any relation to the director okay but here here's the whopper uh, right. for you right now as we speak yeah she's 62 years old no way yeah when you watch that movie she's forever that girl right and like if i you, picture her now i'm picturing her the exact same way she doesn't age no but then you think geez man she's gonna be collecting social security and getting the AR- <laughs> arp magazine yeah but like you know? i feel like that way about myself so i guess <laughs> but it's just hard to separate yourself from those movies because you right. watch them every year yeah. it's like you know when you see little ralphie from a christmas story and he's like 60 yeah but you know you know some people got all the good genes because he looks like a fucking eight-year-old kid <laughs> he does <laughs> He doesn't change at all. Meanwhile, I'm like just looking at this home video from 1986 when I'm seven, and when I'm done, I pass a mirror and I just like start punching it. It's like holy fucking shit. <laughs> you could say uh, can't see the lines, can you, Rusty? <laughs> <laughs> Malikalikimaka is a thing to say on a bright Hawaiian Christmas day. Number five. yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be light. From now on, our troubles will be out of And that was Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas from the Pretenders. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. I mean, it's two in a row. That's two in a row. No. Well, 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 we'll get to your opinion soon. No, no, no. It's not two in a row. I like the Debbie Gibson one. Listen, this song came out in 87. It was another song from one of those very special Christmas albums. And uh, obviously you have an issue with this song. Yeah. And I want to know what that issue is. Okay, so it makes me want to dig a giant hole in the front lawn and jump in and never come out because it's so depressing. But that's oh, that's that's the thing. <laughs> that's though. the appeal in it? I mean, well, here's the thing about this song. I mean, it punches you in the gut. It does. I actually read the lyrics today because I'm like, this is a sad song. I'm reading the lyrics. I'm like, no, the lyrics are pretty happy. But when this, uh, when Chrissy H. Hintine, how do you ever pronounce it? When she <laughs> sings it, it sounds like it's about people just like writhing in agony and everyone dying around you. <laughs> I just remember hearing this like if it would come on the radio when I was a kid, it would change it. It's Are too you depressing. It, but you want a few songs that make you kind of like just stand still and choke back the tears. Really? Well, <sighs> I mean, I got to spend 11 months repressing my emotions. December is the time to get a few of them out. <laughs> This is like, you know, that song, The Christmas Shoes or something oh, like fuck that. that. No, 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 yeah, no, like, no. All, 
whenever they're like too slow and depressing, I'm just like, no way. But it's like weird because this song actually just strikes me as a good song that you might have listened to anyway, Christmas aside. Yeah. Looks like I was wrong about that. I just need to be uplifted. Yeah. So yeah. if you've never seen, what's her, how do you pronounce her name? Uh, Chrissy Hind. That's how you're right. Yeah. So if you've never seen Chrissy H, I guarantee that she looks exactly like what you're picturing. <laughs> Am I right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know if I've ever seen anyone who looks so much like their voice. Like if someone listens to me, they might picture Doris Roberts. But if you picture Chrissy H, it's exactly what you're imagining. Like a totally awesome punk rock Edward Scissorhands girl. <laughs> Doris Roberts. <laughs> well, it's true. I mean, yeah, I I can't disagree with that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Believe me, I didn't ask for this voice. <laughs> I know what you mean, though, about Chrissy. Yeah, much like the song, this section has been a little depressing. <laughs> Talk about pissing your money away. Oh, I hope you kids see what a silly waste of resources this was. Number. This next track is from a New Jersey band. You may have heard of them, Bon Jovi. (laughs) Bon Jovi? Yeah. So this is called Backdoor Santa 1987, mm-hmm. also from A Very Special Christmas. And the Is it really thing... also from yeah. A Very Special? Oh yeah. my God, these, these albums? <laughs> a Very Special Christmas, like you mentioned, it was a benefit for the Special Olympics. And yeah. all, the gr- all the great bands of the time, and I think they still make them, but all the great bands would put songs on there. So we got the tape when I was a kid. We didn't have the album. And when we got to this song, we're like, wow, this is fantastic. So I think at the time we didn't realize it was a cover song. And here's the twist. Run DMC had Christmas and Hollis on the same. On the same album, right, right. Yeah, so Christmas and Hollis was on A Very Special Christmas. And that song sampled Backdoor Santa, the original version. And so (laughs) when you listen to Christmas and Hollis and you compare it to Bon Jovi's version of Backdoor Santa, they don't sound anything alike, obviously. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 personally, I'd be shocked if a Bon Jovi song didn't sound like a Run DMC song. <laughs> I felt like it sounded more like Van Halen than Bon Jovi. It did, be with the synthesizers, and it was almost like Jump, sort so of. So was that like an accurate sort of thing in my head? Definitely, they were oh definitely... God, I actually had a, a music thought that was on point. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So John Bon Jovi pretty much disowns all of his 80s output, except for a few songs. Why? I've talked to him, and I've heard him say this. So this is like firsthand information. Okay. I resent him for that, because this is the stuff I grew up on. But he still plays his hits. No, he'll still play hits, but there's songs that he will not play, because it's just too hairbandish for him, you know? So you're saying that Backdoor Santa doesn't really make the concert grade in 2016? Once in a blue moon, they'll whip it out. Little BJ for Christmas, never hurt no one. <laughs> yeah, I'm right. Number seven.
was the Batman Returns theme from the 1992 hit movie Batman Returns. <laughs> I feel like 2016 is the year that everyone collectively accepted Batman Returns as a Christmas movie. I, I think, you know, if you're in our circles and you're from that era, you know it's a Christmas movie. I know when I was a kid, I that tape would be constantly playing during the holidays. So I might be in the minority here, but I think the Batman Returns theme is the one. It's the definitive Batman theme. So you like it better than the original. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, it basically takes the one from the 1989 movie, and it just makes it, like, extra weird and spooky. Well, and if you take the one from the actual movie, there's bats in it, so that does make it more yes, spooky. <laughs> yes, that's the part. That's the, I mean, like, once it settles into the proper Batman theme, it's pretty much just the normal song. Yeah. But that opening minute, with that slow build, it sounds like, I mean, you had the Crypt Keeper, it sounded like an alternate opening for Tales from the Crypt. Well, you know why it does sound like Tales from the Crypt? Because I think Danny Elfman did both of them. Winking at himself, eh? <laughs> well, yeah, we've uh, given props to Danny Elfman a lot, but he, he was... He was the man. Yeah, I'll tell you, over the course of our many, uh, this is probably our fourth, maybe even our fifth song podcast. Yeah. And over the course of them, I've really developed a greater respect for Mr. Elfman. Yeah, he was a virtuoso. <laughs> Definitely a virtuoso. <laughs> yeah. So I had the soundtrack as a kid, and I used to just sit there and just zone out to the theme. And mm -hmm. I just like imagine myself taking revenge on all my enemies at school. <laughs> what could be more Christmassy? Did you have little penguin commandos that you had? Like you kept them in your yard? Yeah, I just like used all my plush duck <laughs> dolls. <laughs> Get them! I'm going to play the theme. Because I really want to see if there is... <laughs> like there's really not that much of a difference. Oh my god, it's so much of a difference. It's so much better. It's so much better. <laughs> Yeah, like the beginning, the first, maybe the first few seconds, it definitely sounds like a horror film. Oh, it's so, it's so good. Yeah, it is really spooky in the beginning. And it's got the, ah, ah. Well, it is moody. Number eight. Keeping with my affinity to give some spotlight to the lesser known stuff, this track is called All I Want for Christmas is Halloween mm. by the now defunct California band, The Happy Fangs. Oh, they're already defunct, eh? <laughs> yeah, and they were incredible, though. Great band. Uh, they were around for a few years, and you can get their stuff on Bandcamp or iTunes if you wanted to check it out. But this song came out in 2013. It's been on my playlist for a few years and it's really settled in nicely. Once you get into the mindset that not all your Christmas songs need to sound like the traditional ones, you yeah. know, you could really open up the possibilities. It sounded to me like all of those um, girl pop punk bands from the late 90s. It's a little bit harder than that, but it has that style. The lead singer, she wears like face paint. She's got these bat wing capes. So there's a lot of theatrics involved. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but like it definitely evokes like Susie and the Banshees type of vibe. Really? I got uh, more like a like letters to Cleo meets Elastica meets No Doubt. No, that's definitely in there too, but I think they were more influenced by bands like Susie and the Banshees. Gotcha. Uh and like 70s glam rock. But you're totally right cuz it's more poppy. Yeah. I mean, they really sell the idea. It's not just like they're cheating by making a Halloween song. Like it actually is a merge the guitar riff it's almost like the beginning of a 60s batman song <laughs> you know it's like that <laughs> but the video is absolutely beautiful and um the guitarist from the band michael cobra he directed it and wait wait, just... wait 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 did you say michael cobra la 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, he's uh, he's a jack of all trades because he directed the video, which is this retro vintage style video. And it follows two kids dressed up in those giant skull Halloween costumes. Yep. They get into a house that has a Christmas tree. They're removing the ornaments and then they're like putting skulls on the tree. Right. And then, yeah, they're taking away Christmas decorations and putting up pumpkin decorations it's really cool, especially for people who miss Halloween like I do. <laughs> I checked the video and it only had like 10,000 views. I know. I'm like, it's what like, the fuck? I mean, that seems criminal. That was a good song. That's 8,000 views more than I have on my Halloween special. <laughs> <laughs> Is that like the, the, the actual metric now YouTube uses? You have four J specials? Yeah, yeah. Nice pick. You have a... You have a certain knack for bringing in stuff that most people aren't already going to have on their playlist. Yeah, you know, you got to give some, uh, shed some light on some of the lesser known stuff. I right, think. like my basically reads like a Billboard Top 100 kind well, of kind of thing, you know. You're a descendant of Casey Kasem. I, well, totally. I mean, I have the same voice. <laughs> Why am I doing this podcast? I could do the top 40. Yeah, you, you could do you could do uh, Robin's voice and uh, Super Friends. Coming up next is the the, the new hit song from Taylor Swift. <laughs> I'm dreaming of you. I'm dreaming of you. Yeah. On a white Christmas. Play it. <laughs> I give up all my presents for that candy coated dream. All I want for Christmas is another night of Halloween. Number nine. Christmas by the Kinks from 1977. Awesome. Do, do I have your approval finally? Yes, you do have my yeah, approval. <laughs> That's a classic. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's about like department store Santa Claus getting beat up by kids. 
Yeah, you know, I never really grasped what they were getting at, but it's just a fun song. Yeah, that's what I mean. It, I'm sure there was some political commentary going on, but I just like it because it sounds like something that might have scored a montage in a 90210 Christmas episode. <laughs> like, you totally see it. Come on. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. To- yeah, totally. Or the, like the OC. Yeah, the, the OC, even better. <laughs> oh, God, that would have been so perfect. You, you totally I I, see it. I had the name drop that because I admittedly loved that show. Yeah, what's her face and what's his face? They'll be shopping for a tree in sunny OC with Father Christmas playing in the background because they can't find any. (laughs) So the other good thing about Father Christmas is that it just sounds to me like a regular song. It's not a Christmas song. I mean, it is, but it isn't. Yeah. So you could actually like listen to that with your car windows down and you don't have to worry that people are going to see you kind of just sitting alone listening to Christmas music in your car. Yeah, it's definitely one of the accepted songs. Like you you wouldn't even know if you weren't in on it. Yeah, and as far as the Kinks go, I know nothing about them, so I need you to fill me in. They look like to me like Beatles stunt doubles or something. They did Lola, you know, the song Lola. They did Lola? Yeah, and you really oh, wait, got I'm thinking me. of Layla. <laughs> <laughs> la 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 oh you yeah know i know song. that song yes yeah. yeah you really got me you know of that of course song. i know that yeah. song I like, yeah. I like this song better than their big hits i guess yeah so the the kinks the kinks with father christmas i guess there's <laughs> just not much to say about it <laughs> well no i there's one more thing to say about it all right um can we call your any- dad again maybe <laughs> dad what do you know about the kinks <laughs> get him on the phone <laughs> Dad, so I found an extended version of <laughs> Father Christmas. Well, I'll be a monkey's uncle. <laughs> you would never say that. <laughs> no, uh, so a lot of bands covered this song as well. But for those of you who remember the 2000s string of rock bands who were out of like Southern California and you know, look like pretty boys. Well, the band Lit, they did a great version of this, believe it or not. Never heard of Lit? Never heard of Lit's cover? <laughs> you never heard of Lit? I don't know. I have no fucking idea what you're talking about. Okay. Well, there's a band called Lit. Let me look them they, up. Lit they did band. a great version of this. Lit band. Let's see what they look like. Yeah. Let's see. Look like they you never heard that song, My Own Worst Enemy? They look like a cross between the Stone Temple Pilots and people who might have played Season 4 Power Rangers. I don't think there's a more accurate description of lit. Yeah. Number 10. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. You really are a heel. You're as cuddly as a cactus, as charming as an eel, Mr. Grinch. You're a bad banana with a greasy black peel. That was You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch, by the Whirling Dervishes. The Whirling Dervishes? Yeah. Where the fuck are you finding these bands? Well, these guys actually had some notoriety. They hailed from Westfield, New Jersey, 
Uh, they actually did get some MTV airplay because of this song. This song was actually a minor hit. Really? Probably their biggest success was a cover of the Grinch song, which is amazing. Well, it's weird because, like, musically it's different and it's cool, but the actual singing, it's pretty much the way it used to be. It's pretty similar. Yeah, he's got that deep voice. But what they did was they capitalized on that era where we were going into, do you remember, like, with a big bad voodoo daddy and the cherry popping daddies and all these like swing bands. Oh yeah. I was listening to them earlier. Yeah, of course you were like, they kind of had that vibe a little bit to it, which is why they got played on MTV and stuff like that. So what is a dervish exactly? I have no idea. It's a thing. It's definitely a thing. It is a thing. It's not one of those little pickles. Is it? (laughs) I like how the singer kind of sounds like a cross between Marilyn Manson and Tim Curry. (laughs) <laughs> like it yeah. sounds like if they had a baby it would be this guy that is dead on but you have to add in the fact that it sounds like he's always joking well it's a funny song number 11 So I can already tell by the way things are going tonight that I'm going to be meeting a little resistance on my next pick, Jay. Like the resistance? No, like the Star- resistance. You, oh. you, you. Or are the be... resistance, the, the tag team? <laughs> yes, the French tag team. <laughs> <laughs> From 1987, that was Whitney Houston's rendition of Do You Hear What I Hear? Do you hear what I hear? What I hear. <laughs> song is originally from 1962. First, I want to hear what you think of this song. Uh, the song itself or the Whitney Houston version? This one specifically. <laughs> well, it, it's good. I don't not like it. <sighs> Look, like, typically, like she didn't so much sing songs, she attacked them. And she turned this, do you hear what I hear, into like something that could lead warriors into battle. <laughs> you listen to this and you sit up straighter and you feel like you could lift a car over your head you tell me that you hear this song and you don't like pray for peace peace <laughs> you don't like get up no your eyes widen your pupils dilate and you're ready to take on the world this sounds like a miracle drug this song when i finish listening to it i feel like god is just <laughs> way more hip than i gave him credit for yeah, because it is a, a sort of religious song, I think. Well, it's a religious experience listening to it. <laughs> so you just can't correlate this song with the power that I'm attributing to it. No, I just, and that, that the shepherd boy, it's like, yes, I friggin' hear what you hear. Oh, now, man. Up, well, uh, of course, you I mean that voice is booming. You're going to hear what she's saying. <laughs> Of course, yeah, the irony of Whitney Houston singing that yeah, song. We, of course, we think, I think we're it. both hearing Whitney. Yeah, Whitney, I can hear you yeah. loud and clear. I got gotcha. you. I mean, honestly, though, like this ranks pretty high in the list, my list, my personal list of all-time greatest Christmas songs. Oh, it's powerful. It's mm. a powerful song. I'm not I'm not taking away from it. I've just you could see <laughs> judging by what I've chosen tonight. <laughs> I mean, it's like you're you're giving me shit, but on one hand we have Whitney Houston, and on the other hand we have the Whirling Dervishes. Yeah, well, actually, it's funny you said the Whirling Dervishes because they're both they both have Westfield in common because Whitney Houston's buried in Westfield, New Jersey, and the Dervishes are from Westfield. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Isn't that amazing? It is amazing. I don't want to 
venture a guess at the connection between those two facts. Yeah. <laughs> Number 12. Okay, that was a stroke of genius, in my opinion. Julian Casablancas, the lead singer of The Strokes, with I Wish It Was Christmas Today. See what I did there? His name is uh, Casablancas? Yeah. Like Casablanca with an S, right? Casablancas. 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 Yeah. Interesting. I didn't realize that this was the guy from The Strokes. But I did. I did the whole stroke of genius. Oh, oh, that's that's how you can... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just lobbing it up there. But that was uh, from Saturday Night Live. It was a sketch from Saturday Night Live that he made into a a rockin' Christmas song, right? Right. In 2009, he decided to record this song that SNL has been doing sketches of since the year 2000. (laughs) And it was Horatio Sands, Jimmy Fallon, uh, Tracy Morgan, and Chris Kattan. And it's just one of those classic things. At one point, the Muppets even performed it with Horatio Sands and the gag became that they would do this song for other holidays. And here, here it comes again, Easter. So they did Easter. an Easter. Yeah. They did an Easter version and they're basically singing about how, you know, I don't care about marshmallow peeps. The Cadbury bunny gives me the creeps. The yeah, yeah. You know, and then basically saying Christmas is the best. So, and it's just so much fun. It has a real Christmas vibe to it. Yeah, it's good. I mean, I, I'm so out of the loop on all things pop culture that happened in like the last 25 years. So yeah. I had no idea it had such a rich history. It does. Yeah. And it doesn't like it doesn't even sound very Christmassy when you hear it. It sounds like a rock song. Well, just... to, to me, it actually this is the thing. It sounded to me like half of it sounded like Joy Division and half of it sounded like New Order. So yeah. I was like, wow, that's actually kind of cool. It is kind of cool. Yeah. And Julian... Uh, actually performed it with Jimmy Fallon and Horatio Sands on the Fallon show. And it was really, really cool. So for SNL fans, this was amazing because it like legitimized this track to say, hey, this was just a funny little sketch. Right Now it's an actual song. So it gave it reverence, you know, it made this monumental thing. So was it a hit? I mean, I don't I wouldn't necessarily say like hit in terms of because nowadays, if you're a hit, you're big on iTunes. You know right, what I mean? Right. So it's kind of questionable to say that. But it was a hit to me. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you turned me into a fan, even if this uh, Julian Casablanca guy looks like someone who might cut the line at Starbucks and pretend <laughs> he didn't know any better. <laughs> uh. That was all of them. That was all of the songs on tonight's podcast.
really, really weird mix tonight. What a fucking whacked out Man, show. Holy shit. <laughs> like, holy, can you imagine these songs on an actual playlist? Like, this was your playlist for Christmas? I mean, that's the thing. I I knew I came with, with <laughs> like, something. Going from Whitney Houston to the Crypt Keeper to, to the Batman Returns theme to the Whirling Dervishes. Well, I knew I had I came with some some whacked out choices, uh, but I I saw that you know you had some traditional picks, kind of evens it out. Yeah. Our mission here is to sort of bring the people some stuff they maybe don't have on their list. Right. You're trying to spread the love to some lesser knowns. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was doing with Whitney and uh, Batman. I mean, yeah, I mean Whitney, she's not really well known, so. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now we got to do the thing. I think we got to do our thing. <laughs> All right, uh, you, I guess you you pick for mine first. What's the best one I put on the table tonight? Let's see. If I had to pluck one from your Christmas song list, it would probably have yeah, Debbie Gibson. You have Father Father Christmas. You had Whitney Houston. Batman Returns. <laughs> I mean, to me, there's there's no no question at all. Last Christmas. I might have brought up, I did a like this compendium on my website one time of like all my favorite Christmas songs. I remember and that. This is like in my top, I think it's in my top three. Wow. That's yeah. a, that's a, and that list was like 500 items long. So <laughs> that's some high praise for yeah. Mr. Michael. <laughs> it's an amazing track. And when I was telling the story about my dad having the song cut off yeah. on cassette tape. Who, who could forget that story? I really should have ended that portion with hashtag 80s problems. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> what would you choose from my uh, list, Matt? Okay, wow. This is going to be interesting. <laughs> we have uh, Bon Jovi, All I Want for Halloween, The Crypt Keeper, The Dervishes, yeah. uh, Johnny, Johnny Casablancas, and Melly Kaliki Kakpa. <laughs> How do you do that, Meli Kaliki Maka? Oh, I said Kakba. I did. I'll, I'll, I'll. I mean, I hope it didn't sound the way it appeared to have. But... No, no, no. I did. It didn't sound like anything. Okay. Meli Kaliki Maha. Maha. All right. So is that going to be my pick? It might be. I'm gonna go with Meli Kaliki Maha. Meli Kaliki Maka is a wise way. To say Merry Christmas, a very Merry Christmas, a very, 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 Merry Christmas to you. Really? Yep. Good for you. Yeah, I mean, the Christmas Vacation Connection, it actually sounds like a Christmas song. It sort of sounds like something that might like lead you into a Polynesian restaurant, and I fucking love those. When we're done with the show, we should head over to that Polynesian joint and get some of those drinks. Oh, Lee's, you mean? Yes, we should. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, I haven't been out of the house in September, but I think <laughs> what better way to break form? Yeah, we'll go do some karaoke. Yeah. <laughs> we'll sing uh, Do You Hear What I Hear and the Batman Returns theme. Do you hear what I hear? <laughs> yeah, you could just you could just uh, I want to be the, the, the devil angels from the background of the, the Batman Returns theme, no matter what you sing. The, if the it's bats. Bon Jovi, if it's the Dervishes, if it's Johnny Casablanca, I don't care. <laughs> 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 
Well, we've got a lot of choices for everyone to add to their Christmas playlist this year. Mm-hmm. We hope you enjoyed our selections this evening on the Purple Stuff. Purple Stuff Podcast, episode 36. 36. And thanks for listening, everybody. I'm Jay from the Sexy Armpit. And I'm Matt from Dinosaur Dracula. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Purple Purple Stuff Podcast. (laughs) 